Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's that's where it all starts. It all starts taking care of business in house in the Central Division. That's right. I'm a meatball. You got to bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keuchel, Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am here with my guy, Buzz on Tap. He's making his return to the Sox on Tap postgame show. Buzz, crack him. Crack him, man. We're back. Tone, tone and Buzz in the flesh. Um, I just, I just want to remind everybody real quick, if they want to hop in the comment section, go over to YouTube, subscribe to the on Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel, hop in the comment section, talk about this White Sox loss with us or wins when they happen. But today it's a loss. So hop over to ONTAP Sportsnet on YouTube or YouTube ONTAP Sportsnet. Check that in the search bar. Subscribe. It's a good time. Hop in the comments. Tony, I missed you, man. I missed you too, man. It's been uh, it's been a long off season, but you've been uh, busy over there with uh, that team that you have right over your shoulder there, the Chicago Bulls. Um, yeah, you've been doing some Bulls on Tap stuff. We've been holding down the fort over here at Sox on Tap. I wish your first appearance here though was a White Sox winner. We don't get to talk about one today as the Sox drop. <laughs> the series finale by a score of five to one buzz. We're going to get into that, but uh, it's just good to have you back on the show, my friend. Yeah, no, it's fun to be back on the show. It's been crazy lately with uh, you know, the whole bull season and you know, that running into baseball and all that, and the bulls are actually good this year getting into the playoffs. So it's just been kind of, you know, uh, hot and cold, whether I can get on or not. And, you know, time or, you know, conflicts with the bulls playing the Sox playing whatever, but today we're on, Unfortunately, it is a loss, but it was kind of a weird game, too. was a weird game today, and and we can make wind jokes if we want to on here. I know that was the hot topic on uh, on Twitter.com today, but uh, Sox just unable to close this one down. Although I want to talk a little bit about this series before we get into uh, today. We'll just kind of fly through it real quick. We had our uh, home opener tailgate. We had a lot of people show up there. I wasn't on the show yesterday. Obviously, we didn't have a show after the home opener. So thanks to anybody who came out there. I'm sure Johnny and Steve also said the same on their on their postgame show yesterday. But thanks for everybody who came through. A lot of familiar faces. It was good to be out there. We had a great time at the ballpark. Sox won that game. I was at the game last night as well. Um, and the Sox offense showed up in that one. Just kind of a stinker today. But overall, Buzz, just thoughts on the series. Sox take two out of three from uh, a really good Seattle Mariners team. Yeah, they did great. Uh, you know, taking two out of three is huge there. Um, you know, obviously losing the first game of the season in Detroit this year, then winning the last two. We almost had a five-game win streak. That's what I was, like, really excited about. I was really hoping that was going to happen. Uh, it didn't, but you can't win them all. We had Jimmy Lambert go out there today. Um I wish our rotation was a lot better, and I, I really haven't gotten to get on to talk about my displeasure with that, but we'll talk about something happy before that. The tailgate that you brought up was absolutely fantastic. Everybody that came through had beers, had the most delicious Jello shots. You don't plug those enough. Like, I'm pretty sure that's a business you should start. 
a jello shot business yeah I see I'd have to I'd have to talk to my wife about that one she's the one that makes a jello shots shout out John yeah uh, for providing uh just delicious jello shots to tailgate we had a lot of people come through there uh those were a hit again yeah, like they again. Are every time they they are every time those jello shots are a hit you should be called Tony on taps jello shots nah I'm not taking credit for these I'm not taking credit for oh, them. Okay, gotta well, give that, credit where credit's due okay we'll give it to Jen for we'll sure we need to market it and yes we do need to market I'm gonna, it I'm gonna come up with a good name but yes it was a great tailgate opening game we got the win last night I think they were gonna play tone but they got the game in and they end up winning it got a couple home runs from uh Tim Anderson and Luis Robert and today I was hoping more of the same with that home field advantage it didn't really turn out that way um Sox offense really never got going only had four hits on the day had two errors both committed by the legend himself Lurie um which I don't know if you saw this but Twitter was very mad Twitter was very mad they they were very mad online about Larry Garcia's play and and I kind of was too buzz I, I'll be honest with you the fact that Larry Garcia has started this season and I know this show is a no Larry slander zone we've been <laughs> over this so I'm not going to slander his name but the fact that Larry Garcia has started off this season just so slow is kind of disappointing at least to me because guy signs a contract through your deal back with the White Sox longest tenured member of this team Showed up in the playoffs last year. He's an incredible utility man. This is this is one of these depth things, and we've talked about it on the show over and over again. The White Sox are exposed right now because Lurie Garcia is in their lineup. Lurie Garcia is not a bad baseball player. He's going to have his streaks. He's going to do well at certain points in the season. He plays solid defense normally. Obviously, the conditions out there today, you saw what happened to the Seattle Mariners on a few different plays. It happened to the White Sox. You're Jake Berger in the postgame show. Uh, talk about how – you know, excited he was just to catch that fly ball because of how difficult it is to make those kind of plays. Obviously, you want to see Larry Garcia actually make that play at second base day, but he stuck with it. We'll get into some of that uh, as we talk about the game. But overall, Buzz, I just want to see Larry start to perform and, and and make people less mad online. I'm sure our guy Johnny feels the same way, but as a member of the Larry Garcia fan club yourself, you know, what are, what are your thoughts here on Larry Garcia's start to this year? If you can't get it going at the plate tone, you got to have it going in the field. Because if you're not doing one at the plate and you're not doing it in the field, you're offering literally nothing to help here. Nothing. Uh, that's an issue. Obviously, like you said, there's not much they can do about it. So this is a head game thing with him. He's going to have to figure it out, figure it out. But, you know, I mean, that's that's all it is. If he can't hit and he can't field, he's committing errors and he's not hitting the ball, he is literally driving the socks down. So are you um, saying that the, the mat online right now, the level's – on the man online meter are, are warranted. Oh, no, I wouldn't I'm... say I wouldn't say Louis Garcia is the worst baseball player I've ever seen get paid or any of this dumb shit White Sox Twitter likes to say on a daily basis. I wouldn't say stupid things like that because we've seen him be effective. We've seen him plug and play when people get hurt. That is a good thing to have. Everybody has bad days. People forget that these are human beings, which is just mind blowing to me half the time because they all want to benefit of the doubt when they fuck up. Where I'm sitting right now, he's having a bad stretch here. He needs to figure it out. And he, and again, you you hit the nail on the head. The socks are exposed. Makata's out. Um, uh, Pollock's out. So you have Angle in right field. Um, you have uh, Josh Harrison who got hurt. So you, <laughs> here we go. These yep. bench pieces and Adam Angle and Lurie Garcia are once again being asked to do what tone. They're asked to being everyday players again because these guys are hurt and that's not their game. 
Exactly. And, and, and that's, you know, what, what we saw today, this lineup, the Sox brought out here, uh, you had Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu, Gavin Sheets, Andrew Vaughn, Larry Garcia, McGuire, a catcher, Adam Engel and Jake Berger. That's probably the most Sunday-ish lineup that you can get. <laughs> it's like that in the series B lineup, right? Yeah. Except, it, at, except at the top, the top yeah. is good. It, the, the top is fine, but you know, you got Eloy Jimenez also sustaining an injury oh, yeah. uh, on a foul ball yesterday too, just to add more, you know, salt in the wound here. Uh, but overall, you know, the, the Sox trot this lineup out today and you've got Jimmy Lambert on the mound and Lambert able to go three innings, gives up two hits, two runs, both of those earned strikes out one does give up a long ball. Uh, you know, Tony LaRusso talked after the game, said, you know, it'll probably be Jimmy Lambert next time Lucas Giolito's spot in the rotation comes through. I thought he was serviceable enough today. He kept the team in the ball game in his three innings. Uh, Banks comes out after that, relieves him, goes two innings, walks two, but doesn't give anything up. The Sox were in this through five. Yes, the Sox were definitely in this through five. And we'll break down some of the scoring here in just a second. But uh, overall thoughts on the Lambert-Banks kind of – starting pitcher duo thing that the Sox did here to get themselves through the beginning of this ball game. I love Lambert's placement through the, uh, the first inning there. Cause I, I believe he wasn't touched up in the first inning. It's the second inning. He got a little touched up, but uh, the first inning, he looked pretty good, pretty crisp. I believe he only threw like 13 pitches. Um, he looked, he looked fine. Um, now again, I don't want him in there every day. You know, this is again, spot start. He's taking over for Giolito who's on the IL. Um, but I thought he did fine. I think that I thought banks came in and did a pretty good job. He did walk too, but he did all right. You know, not letting up runs is the name of the game, Tone. Whoever scores more runs wins. So uh, I think those guys did a really good job until we got down to Sosa. And then once that happened, it kind of got a little funky. Yeah, and you've seen you've seen a really good start to the season uh, so far from uh, Mr. Bennett Souza, Souza, however you want to pronounce his name. We're not experts here, so we'll oh, pronounce it how we see it. I'm not sure actually on the official pronunciation. Uh, Johnny's not here to correct me either. So we'll roll, <laughs> we'll roll with what we have. Um, you know, he gets touched up today, gives up two earned runs. Um, and that's kind of where this game broke open. Yeah. Uh, the Sox offense unable to do anything until the fifth inning uh, where they did plate one across. And you know, other than that, Seattle was hitting the ball and they were hitting the ball in the air. You saw uh, them leave the ballpark. I believe it was three times today. Um these games are going to happen. This one was a stinker um, just overall. And and the conditions on the field were crazy. The Sox lone run comes in the fifth inning with one of the most ridiculous scoring sequences you're ever going to witness in a baseball game. Absolutely. uh, But break it down for me. So Adam Engel comes up. This is, this is is a scoring run. Adam Engel was a scoring run here. He comes up, he hits a pop-up and it ends up, it was going towards like where I felt like it was going to short infield fly to short, but it blew to uh, who was that Suarez playing third for them, right? Yes. It blew to him and he ran, he missed it going uh, in, into foul territory. So then Angle does it again. He hits another pop-up, but this time it's kind of by the plate. Catcher misses it. Angle gets to second on a, like a double because they couldn't, you know, the wind was too powerful. Scored, Burke, scored an error, I believe on that play. Did but they score did, an error? I believe they scored an error on that play. Uh, oh. Yes. Fielding. Uh, yeah, you're right. They did. Yeah. They so, gave it to rally. Uh, man. It's just a rough play. I mean, yeah, it's, well, it's got to hurt to be. I don't think I would have given an error for that, man. That, I don't think that, I would have either. That's tough. But then after that, our guy, our man, friend of the show, Jake Berger comes up and he hits pop up to Crawford over there at short. And guess what happened? 
he missed it because he couldn't find it. The wind's blowing it all over the place. And that's how Angle came around and scored. It was two outs. Angle rounded the bases and uh, uh, Berger drove him in. And that was the lone run. The Sox were threatening there too, because I believe Tim got a hit right after that. And we had two on, but we didn't do anything with it after Luis Robert's strikeout. But um, yeah, you know, I, that was the only run the Sox scored was on thanks to the wind, really. Yes. So uh, assist to the wind uh, on the White Sox lone run here. Sox only leave five runners on base today. Just not enough getting on base for the White Sox offense in this one. If I'm if I'm going to say, you know, my reason for the loss here, I don't think it was the pitching uh, all that much. I think they did an OK job despite giving up five runs. Uh, obviously, the ball's blown out of the ballpark. We saw it last night. It's just the crazy wind uh, just kind of lifting things up and, and over the fence here. But Overall, this is kind of just a flush one. You didn't really use anybody in the bullpen uh, right. that's going to affect you in this weekend series that's coming up. Uh, Sousa Ruiz, Severino, not the same Jose Ruiz that you saw last night go one, two, three um, against the same Mariners lineup. But overall, you just got to flush this one. We're in we're in early early season baseball here. I'm okay with this loss. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, absolutely. The Sox are sitting at four and two. Listen, they came out there. They didn't, you know, if the guy on the mound was supposed to be out there, we might be talking about a different story right now. Okay. You know, he's just not, we hate Giolito's hurt. So you have Lambert come out there. He did well, he did all right. But Tony gave some guys some rest today too, you know, and and that's a good thing heading into the Tampa series. Um, I will say one thing about the bullpen though. Um, One player in particular, I was really happy with Matt Foster, man. See, I'm getting real 2020 vibes from Matt Foster and his like what was his two appearance, three appearances. I, I'm getting some real 2020 Matt Foster vibes, and that's a good thing for the White Sox. So Matt Foster was electric. Remember that in 2020, he did absolutely real well. was absolutely so, was, and I think he might have been dealing with some injuries last year. Don't quote me on that. I, I'm not positive, but I, I'm liking the fact that he's got a clean ERA through a couple appearances so far this season. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about players that we're really happy with. And I don't know if it's meatball take season yet. I can't Buzz. wait. I can't wait. Meatball take season. Well, me and you are together. It always is. It's meatball take season. Let's just get into this. Yeah, Jake I, Berger. Yeah. Right now, Jake yeah. Berger playing third base. Yeah. I'm extremely happy with. Yeah, I don't want the Whites. I don't want the White Sox to send him down when Yoan Moncada comes back. I am extremely, extremely pleased with what I've seen from Jake Berger. I like the toughness. I like the getting on base. I like the driving the ball. I like the defense. I think he's major league ready, and I think it would be a sin to send him back down to AAA when Yoan Moncada comes back. And I want Jake Berger to continue to force the issue like he's doing right now, hitting 308. Just, you know, even at the bottom of this lineup, I don't feel like Jake Berger is an automatic out. He's got the power to leave the ballpark. He's been driving to the gaps. Watched him extensively so far this season because he's gotten most of the playing time over at third base. I don't want to mess with that, man. I don't want to take him out of this lineup. I know. I I love Jake. And not just because he's been on our show and we've had a relationship with him for three years now since we've been talking to him, since we even started on tap and even before then. No, he's playing great, and I'm proud of him, really. You know, I mean, you want to talk about adversity. That guy has stared that in the face how many times? So, I mean, Yoan Mankata getting healthy and coming back and looking at I mean, that's Yoan Mankata's job. He's going to take it. And we know that. I understand where you're coming from completely. But I think it would be a cardinal sin to send Berger down. I, I really do. Um, I think that he's been doing real well. But, I mean, uh, who does that mean goes? I mean, your boy Gavin Sheets is probably going to gonna fly back down. I'd assume um, you never know here. And and this is the, he's had a rough start to the season so far. Gavin Sheets has got his first hit today. Um, hasn't left the yard yet, but I'll just, uh, let's, let's go full meatball season here, Buzz. Full Why meatball not? season. 
We lost. Let's do leave, it. Leave Jake Berger at third base. Give second over to, to uh, Mr. Yohan Moncada. And use Josh Harrison as your as your utility guy if you're having a lot of problems with Larry Garcia. Well, you know, Jake Berger did take reps at second base. He did. But that's where I'm going to ask you this question. Who do you feel more confident with over at second base? And I would say Yohan Moncada. I, I guess if you want to be- have the most elite lineup for this White Sox roster and have the best bats in the lineup, I think your infield right now, as it stands, if you want to ride the hot hands, is Jake Berger at third base, Tim Anderson at short, Yohan Moncada at second base. A couple first Jose round picks for the White Sox first. right there, too. That's yeah. kind of cool, right? You yeah. know, I, I know what you're saying, man. I just, if you go back and you look at the numbers and I'd have to pull them up. I don't have them on top of my head. We we went off the rails, which is, I love off the rails. It's the best part of when we get on the podcast together, but I, I was saving this for you. Yeah. I, I, you know, my feelings on Mikata. I like Mikata. I think he's a good player. I just wish he was better. I wish he was like, you know, elite is basically what I'm getting at. Um, I love Berger. Um, but Makata's numbers statistically in the box and in the field are better when he's at third base. Uh, he has, he does have the major league experience of playing second base before where Jake Berger does not. So that's why I totally get where you're coming from, but yeah, I still see Berger going into that spot and Josh Harrison hasn't been a slouch over there either, man. No, I don't he know. Has not. I don't I'm know. Not, I don't is, know if it's Berger's time yet. This is, this is not me trying to bring down anything that Josh Harrison has done. I mean, you saw him make an incredible, incredible defensive play, play um, just yesterday. Obviously, some lower back stiffness. We'll have to see what comes out of that. But I, I haven't had an injury update yet on Yohan Moncada. So I don't know how long he's going to be out of this lineup. I'm happy that we have Jake Berger right here. No, there was yeah. a lot of talk about trading him over the offseason. I'm glad he's in this lineup right now. This this meatball take is more or less just me trying to give some credit where credit's due once again to Mr. Jake Berger for his early season performances here because he has done extremely well at the plate. He's looked great in the field. Yeah, that's what he I was looks about major to say. league he's, ready. Yeah, he's looked fantastic in the field too. It's not honestly right now you're not missing much, and that's kind of crazy to say with a guy that's battled injuries and it's very early. I mean, come on, we're only six games into the year. So it's very early. So I'm not going to go. There's not. So everybody wants to talk about where, where the White Sox have, have like struggled. Right. So we're sitting here in a loss. Let's, let's talk about how I haven't seen anybody, not one, not one single tweet say, man, I really miss Johan Moncada right now. That's wild to me. Well, yeah. I mean, but I, that's just going to always start up a fucking crazy argument, especially in the social media world. We decide. No, I'm sure it will but, start a crazy. It will um, start a crazy argument. But you see this in the rotation. You see this all over the place. Jake Berger's done a fantastic job. Yes, but I, of covering I, I, that production. I think what I'm holding out for, and you, you know, you can tell me if I'm being a moron. Please do. But like, I'm holding out for that 2019 Yohan Mankata you and I talked on the phone about a couple weeks ago. Everybody's like, holding out for that. Hope, hoping, hoping like, like when he comes fully healthy, he's got some protection. He's not, he doesn't have to be the guy. Yeah, I mean, because you already know who that guy is on this team. It's either, well, actually, there's a couple of that there, guy. There, there's a couple of the guys. So, I mean, he really doesn't have to worry about it. But I, I want him in the lineup because I've seen in 2019, the first time we've made the playoffs in such a long time, you know, or, or 2020, I'm sorry. Like, or no, 2019 season it was really good. We didn't make playoffs. So, but um, he was so good. And I want to see that again. And I think he could do it, Tony. I just, I don't, people get mad that he's patient. People get mad that he, you know, he, he doesn't play. Even though it he only is. took, it only took under 20 minutes of Buzz and I 
on a microphone together to get into some serious Johan Moncada discussion. Well, right. But again, I'm not, I will not sit here and fucking carry the flag. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not doing for that for anybody on this team. If you're not named Tim Anderson or Luis Robert, uh, period. Not no. even Jose Abreu. No, no. I love Jose, but I, I'm thinking future. And I'm thinking now that's, that's what I think in my mind, future and present. I think Jose Abreu is the man. If I'm looking at my future, I'm looking at Tim Anderson and Luis Robert. I don't think I don't think Jose Abreu is our future. I think Andrew Vaughn's our future at first base. But as far as Mankata goes, if he could return to form and be a badass player like he was in 19, then yeah, he was good last year too. He was a fucking four and a half war player. He wasn't bad. It's no, just again, I never said want... he was bad. No, no, no. I, I, I want to give I, Jake Berger the opportunity at the major league level, and I think he's ready. I think he's going to push the envelope, and that's so what I want to see. If you are mad, okay, so like, let's put on our show sunglasses. Sure. So we have our show sunglasses on right now, and you have the same scenario pushed out to you, and you have Yoan Makata returning in a week. Yoan Makata comes back up. Jake Berger puts on this performance in the field and in the box. You keep him at second because you want to reward him, and you throw Makata. No, Mikado. I'm moving Yoan. I'm Mikado. sorry. You, you, yeah. you, you, Berger to third, and then Makata to second. I'm keeping Berger at third. I'm moving Yoan Makata to second base, and I'm using wow. Josh Harrison as my utility guy. That's just that. <laughs> As of right now, until Jake Berger cools down, and then I can shift things accordingly, or I'm at least going to give him some starts at the DH spot because there's there's so many guys on this team, and you have Tony Larusa is going to rotate in and out and, and try and give people at bats. But you know, if, if I'm the manager, I'm probably going to trot out that lineup there, uh, and, and just to keep Jake Berger in. I don't care if it's at second base, I don't care if it's at third, I don't care if it's at DH. I want him in this lineup. I think he's. So far, I mean, the plate approach just plays. Well, it really me, does, and I don't think it's being talked about enough. Well, let me ask you this. We're, we're sitting here praising Jake Berger, Berger on his plate approach and what he has been doing. What about Andrew Vaughn? Because if, think, if you were to do something like that and you plug him into the DH role and Makata's back and you have Harrison at second base, but you want to keep Berger's bad, and what about Andrew Vaughn? Because I think that this kid should be getting every day at bat. So I, I, I struggle to understand why we – are talking about this when so many people say that this White Sox offense lacked depth over the off season. I, I struggle to, I struggle to figure out how narrative we, man. Yeah. I struggle to figure out how we're sitting here on this show, trying to figure out how to plug these guys into a lineup. And all I heard all off season was this team lacked depth. You're not wrong. You and then they went and added AJ Pollock to it as well. Dude, I I loved watching him in the first. It's such that he got hurt. I I can't wait to have him back. And again, I think that they they did put him on the IL, and there was a there was not a better time to put him on the IL right now. He was already going on paternity leave. I can't wait to have him back in this lineup. We haven't even seen this White Sox offense yet at full strength, and I hope. (laughs) I really Chicago sports. Yeah, this is a Chicago sports franchise. Welcome, welcome to Sox on Tap, where we're going to talk about Chicago sports things. Will we see this team at full strength? I mean, there's there's the narrative again, but the depth thing, I think that 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 has some some room for discussion. I think this team does have some. I depth. think it has plenty of depth. If you look in the outfield wise, you have Adam Engel and you have a guy like Larry Garcia that could play out there, okay? And then you come in into the infield. I mean, you even have Gavin Sheets who's in right a couple times last year. Then you have Andrew Vaughn who's just, I, I guess, God. I mean, he could play everywhere. I mean, the only positions he hasn't played for the White Sox are catcher. Uh, shortstop and center field. He's played everywhere else in the diamond. Has he pitched? Oh, okay. No. I, 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 actually, I, I, I don't feel know. Like he's, 
I don't know. He he he's got position player. Where is Alex Root? He will tell us if he did or not. We need Alex Root in here. But um, yeah, but he's played everywhere. No, it's tough, dude. There's a lot of great good players, and again, I don't like how people are so quick to throw away a guy like Jake Berger. And I know I'm not trying to bring it back to him just because he was injured. I mean, people need to realize that a a first round pick was spent on this young man. You know, like this isn't just a oh we signed him and we were hoping it was going to work out. Like there's a lot of time and money and rehab and all that stuff invested into him and his injuries. And if he's going to come up and do something, why, why can't he earn a job? But, but that it provide it does provide more depth though, because like you said, because who are you going to sit? Yep. No, Which, who looks, are you gonna do kid, kid looks good right now. Yeah. And that's where, you know, you want him to have at bats. I, I don't know if he's the guy that goes down. Obviously he didn't break camp with the team. The on Mankata injuries, the reason he's here, he's made the most of his opportunities. Again, just want him to force the issue. Buzz, let's get into the next series here. Yep. What's on tap for the White Sox? Uh, the White Sox have the Rays at home. Um, and I believe actually their first game, if people are not in this market, so they don't have NBC Sports Chicago, you can get Apple TV. And they're going to be on Apple TV on Friday. So I don't know if you knew that or not, but that's actually pretty exciting. I don't have Apple TV, but if someone does, I bet they're really fucking excited about it. But it, <laughs> it's going to be Drew Rasmussen against Dylan Cease. Uh, Drew is 0-0 with a 4.50 ERA. He's only pitched in four innings this year. He's let up three hits. He's struck out three. He's walked one, and he's let up one long ball against our guy, Dylan Cease, who many have said the mustache has given him the Cy Young power. He is 1-0 with a 1.80 ERA, five innings pitched. Two hits he's let up, eight strikeouts in those five innings he pitched, and he walked three, typical. But Dylan Cease... I'm very confident with on the mound, um, but I'll tell you what, Rays are going to be good again this year. So, you know, it's going to be a good game. And it starts at 6.10 p.m. Central time, my favorite when White Sox games start at 6. I love that new little rule. So amazing. I can't wait for them to be later. I like when you're up late. I like when you're up late, Buzz. I'm, like, dead. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't even know how I'm good to talk to. I just literally, you know, all those hours of being awake. The, but the, I, I'm excited. The, the Johnny Nani Tony Marchese hours. Buzz, yeah. uh, Dylan Cease, Cy Young, you mentioned it. I wrote an article for ontapsportsnet.com the other day, oh. um, and, and I just – I don't normally do this, but I perused the Bleacher Report comments, and I had so many people. And this is – the article was about Buster Only's pick for Dylan Cease being Cy Young, and I got just absolutely trashed in the comments. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. So I just I, – I wish I, I, I came prepared here. Um, but <laughs> I, I, would throw these, I would throw these up on the screen and, and read them out to you. But some of the, the first, like the first comment I got was Jesus fucking Christ. Who wrote this article? It's only been one start. Oh my God. dude! Who gave this guy a computer? And I'm like, Oh wow. That's a little, harsh. he had to throw the computer line at you. Yeah. Like, I, there was, there was so many different, like it's only you, been one start. ESPN buster only throws out a pick and I'm getting, you know, I'll tell you what, though, all, all over bleacher report with that pick, you know, I mean, that's, that was, if, I mean, if you look at Dylan Cease last year, I mean, like he, he was, he was good. He was really good. I mean, it, it, first overall in qualified K per nine in the AL last year led the team in strikeouts, I believe mm-hmm. also led the team. And, and I think the AL in game started, I mean, you've got the stuff right there from Dylan Cease. 
Yeah, no, Dylan Cease is awesome. I just think it's a fun pick because I think he flew under the radar. I think he continues to fly under the radar, and that's why people on Bleacher Report are calling you a moron. Yeah, I'm a moron, apparently. But okay. here we are, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, we got to pick the click for tomorrow. Uh, pick to click for tomorrow. Mm, I'm going to go Andrew Vaughn. Uh, he, he had a, he, yeah, he didn't have a great game today. Uh, if he's not in the lineup, I'm going to go Yaz Money because I think that bat's going to wake up a little bit there. So if it's not, if Vaughn's not playing tomorrow, I'm going to go Yaz Money Grandal. That'll be my pick to click. I love it. I love it, Buzz. It's, it's, it's going to be a rough series. I think, I think that this is going to be a nice little test early on for this White Sox team. I haven't, I haven't hit very well on my picks to click so far. I think I got one out of Luis Robert so far. I've, I got I've, one so far, and it's the yeah. game that I chose. Um, I, I chose, yeah, it was actually Luis Robert. Yeah, I, I chose him, and I, I, I got a good one. But I chose like Lurie Angle. Uh, you know, I, I've had a rough time. I've had a rough time. So, at some point, Lurie Garcia needs to get off the uh, off the hate list. I'm not taking Larry Garcia. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to go TA tomorrow. I'm going to go TA. I'm going to go with your boy. Hey, you can never go Anderson. wrong with taking TA. Another multi-hit game today for TA as well. That dude is the best fucking player. I don't care what anybody says. He's better than Mike Trout. Hey, you heard it there. It might be a meatball <laughs> take, but it might not be a meatball take. I, I, don't, care anybody, I don't care what anybody take. says. Fuck, but, you know, he's great. I love it. Good, love pick it. By, good pick by you. I love it. All right, Buzz. That's it for us. Do you have any final thoughts before we get on out of here? Uh, no, man. Besides, you know, go White Sox this weekend. Huge opening weekend series for them. So, like you said, big test. Get the wins. Also, everybody, if you're just not aware, I'm going to throw the plug out there. Bulls playoff starts on Sunday. We'll be doing a Bulls on tap post game after that if you're a Bulls fan. So, come and join us. We'll be uh, Game starts at 530 on Easter Sunday. Bulls against the Bucks. So, check that out. And, of course, be watching us after every White Sox game. We'll be live doing post-game shows for you guys. So that's all I got, man. Love it, Buzz. Be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us at Socks on Tap. Follow Buzz at Buzz on Tap on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube. Come in, hop in, comment, talk with us throughout the year. We'll be doing it after almost every single game. Buzz, Sox dropped this one by a score of 5-1. Not the happiest of returns to the show for you, but let's hope next time we're talking it's a White Sox winner. Victory beers taste better than misery beers. That's all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, White Sox forever. White Sox forever.